You are listening to Mountain Bike Radio. Hello, Mountain Bike Radio listeners. This is Ben. I'm the creator of Mountain Bike Radio. And before we get to the interview with the guys from TrailGenius.com, I wanted to do a quick thank you to our episode sponsor. It is Revolution Cycle and Ski in St. Cloud, Minnesota. You can head over to RevolutionCycleAndSki.com. And the email over there is sales at RevolutionCycleAndSki.com. Send them an email. Tell them you heard about, heard about them on Mountain Bike Radio, and I'd really appreciate it. Before we get to the interview, I want to share a quick story. We were driving this weekend, me and my family, from back from Wisconsin to North Dakota. And I was a couple hours into it. We had gotten past Minneapolis on I-94, and I was going through all the gear in my head. I'd just ridden a few days and ridden the day before. We left with my son, and I realized I forgot my gloves on the top of my van. Why is this bad? It's bad because I was I planning to race the Matahe 100 this weekend, and where we currently live, we're approximately 90 miles to our local bike shop. So the options became pretty limited. Then idea popped in my head. I know the guys over at Revolution Cycle and Ski in St. Cloud. They're five miles off the freeway. I got a chance to talk with Mike and Ben, and I was able to get myself some new gloves and actually pick up a bottle of Carbo Rocket 333. I thought you guys, this would be really helpful for you. If you're ever in the area or you're ever driving through an I-94 in the central part of Minnesota, they are literally five miles off the freeway. So go to revolutioncyclingski.com to find out more information. I hope you enjoy the interview. If you have any questions, feel free to shoot me an email at ben at mountainbikeradio.com. Welcome to Inside Mountain Bike Radio. I'm your host, Ben Welnack, and with me today, I have Chris Marr and Jason Manders of Trail Genius which is at trailgenius.com. So thanks, guys, for joining me. Thank you. Hey. Oh. And it's it's been a – so, uh, listeners, I had the – well, I don't know, if Chris, if you were on, but I had Jason on a long time ago. So I think it's probably yeah. down near three years at this point. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. And uh, at that point, Trail Genius – not a whole lot of people knew about Trail Genius at that, at that time. They were just – I had just found them. Uh, through, man, it was through Baird Creek, but I, I think I saw saw you guys um, through a friend who posted a map uh, of something, and I clicked on it, and I was like, I, I didn't I didn't really understand what was going on because it was like a at the time three years ago there was a video and there was a interactive map, and it was really cool. So I contacted you guys. Jason come, came on, talked about it, but I wanted to share with listeners now. They've grown. They've done a lot of projects, um, and they have something really cool. The site is totally different than uh, what it was at that point, as is Mountain Bike Radio. It's kind of cool because we've kind of – it's like we've kind of grown together. Like our sites are now uh, – Yeah, right. You were involved too. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, so, listeners, I, I wanted to bring them on again to get caught up, to give you an idea of what Trail Genius is and the cool services that they do – um, both from the user perspective, so if you're a, a mountain biker, a runner, a triathlete, a road cyclist, maybe you just like to hike, you like to ski, 
Like these guys have maps for all kinds of really cool stuff. And they provide a good service for us because we get some really good free information and free recon of maps and that kind of thing. And they provide a great service to a bunch of different organizations like trail groups and up to big races to um, convention uh, visitors bureau type of thing. So we're going to talk about all that. We're going to talk about some of their projects, uh, what they do, who they work with, and all and some funny stories of them almost getting thrown in jail because of drones flying around harbors. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll talk about that. But like I said, check them out at trailgenius.com. You can find them on Twitter at trailgenius and Facebook as well. So facebook.com slash trailgenius. And that will get you all the information you need to know. If you have any questions while you're listening to this, just shoot me an email, ben at mountainbikeradio.com, and I can answer questions or forward them on. So, all right, guys, I just wanted to give people a lay of the land, give them an idea of um, why you're on, what we're going to talk about. Um, so now I'll shut up and, <laughs> and let you guys do the talking. But all right. So who wants to take it? Let's let's go back three years. Right. When talk about let's spend five minutes, talk about how you got started, where the idea came from and um, kind of how you guys got the ball rolling. Yeah, sure. Well, before you start, Ben, you had Jay on last time. You, I didn't get to be on, and I just want to let you know that uh, this is a dream of mine to get on mountain bike radio. It's definitely <laughs> on my it's on my bucket list. Like I have, you know, you have the things you know when you arrive, right? And right. like mountain bike radio, like so, MB, NBR and NPR, are like how I know I arrived. So I'm halfway there, right? Awesome. If I get on NPR, then I'll be I'll know I'm there. So. so so, listeners, he's just – so I will say this. So Chris is a, a Mountain Bike Radio member, which, by the way, I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Um, and if you're wondering what that is, you can go to mountainbikeradio.com slash membership. Um, but he's he's now a official uh, Ben Wellnack stalker. I, oh, I am. I and so. I know I know all about you, Ben. I yeah. sit late at night <laughs> looking through all your bios. He has your name tattooed on yep. certain parts hey, of his body. Hey, that's fine. I got the same thing, so we're we're good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not my name, your name. <laughs> oh, good. No, it's not. It's not your name. It's a portrait. You're <laughs> on my on my right bicep. It's just done well, Nick. Awesome. That's how I. That's what keeps me going. It better <laughs> be that it's out like. So the outside there's a Ben Wellnack, and the inside there's uh or my portrait, and then the inside there's Ben Forever, right? Yeah, well, so you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. you check out Facebook. The pictures are up. There. I, can, right. I can hop off this interview if you guys want to buy it. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, I think that. Uh, yeah, we'll 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 keep it going. All okay. right. There's a reason Ben didn't have me on the first time. I'm just <laughs> yeah. 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 No, this is good stuff. So listen, that's a big thing, though. You know it. You're a, a stalker. You know that. I like, you know, mountain bike radio. I really like to get like, it's real, right? We're not, I'm not, I'm sitting here with a couple notes and that's it. Like, I'm not going to walk through a, a conversation and say, tell me about this. Tell me about that. Right. I mean, we're going to talk about it and uh, give people some valuable information. So Chris, you can leave now because we have to give people valuable information. <laughs> I know. Right? <laughs> All right. So who wants to tackle it? Where Where do you start, and how How did you get to the point where now you've now arrived? <laughs> where, well, how did you get the I'll ball start. rolling? Like, I'll start real quick. Yeah. You know, Chris and I we met in college, and this might have been on the last interview a little bit, but we uh, we just came up with a fun idea. We've always been dabbling with with interactive. Uh, videos and and web web stuff and we just came up with a fun idea 
and uh, launched it in Copper Harbor, Michigan, uh, their trail system. And it was it's completely different than what it is now, but that was kind of the inception of everything. And, and it's just been growing ever since, I guess. And when you came across the uh, Baird's uh, map in Green Bay, um, that was like early on of, of uh, kind of the version that's, that's uh, out now. It's you know, a web-based, you know, flash and... Um, and obviously, like you said, we've grown way, um, way far ahead in, in software since then. But and we just launched a new Bears map uh, just a few weeks ago, too. So you can check that out. That's kind of like the real fast story of, of uh, we didn't actually plan to form a business out of this sort of company. At, at first, it was just two of us having fun doing the sports and activities we love. And now we're fortunate enough to make a living off of it. Yeah, in those early days, I mean, was there a point where, you know, you were you were messing around with these maps, and then you got the site going? Like you said, it's kind of the early version of what it is now. Were you, was there a point at the early early stages where you're like, holy crap? You started looking around more and more, and thought to yourself, holy crap! Like we really do have something here. Yeah, I think the moment for for probably both of us, and I vividly remember this, Chris. I bet you do too. In a hotel room. Uh, up in Hayward, Wisconsin, but we're, when we realized we have something is we got an email and then a, a phone call from a company um, that has some offices based in, in New Zealand, and they saw the, the Copper Harbor map, and it was a flash-based thing back then, completely different, and they fell in love with it, and, and that actually kind of got us going for the first two years. They hired us to map... Um, trails all over the country or sorry the world um so that was kind of what launched us to go boy we got something here that's pretty cool we didn't even try to to make a business out of this at first no and the fun the funny part was like you know what the week before me and jay are like oh we got to make this better you know we got to improve on it blah, blah 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 and then like that week these guys call and they're like we love it just the way it is and we're like but we can make it better they're like no it's awesome. <laughs> just keep it just how it is, right? Yeah. Like anytime I would try to make that, we made all these custom maps for them. I try to make it better, quote unquote, better. They'd be like, "No, put it back the way it was. We love it, right?" <laughs> oh, really? So like, that's like oh, yeah, the so, ideal oh, client right there. It was. <laughs> so like the first map, the map that we look back at and go, "Oh my goodness, what were we doing?" Right? These people are just we're in love with it, right? And that just launched. It 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 was the launching point for the company, like to be a company and not just be something me and Jay were doing you know, for the fun of it. Right. So, yeah. So let's explain to people in an audio version of what visually like, so here's what you should do listeners. You should be listening to this and then you should click over. You should, you can click in the show notes. If you're listening on an app, click on the little, and on the iPhone is be a little E in the right hand corner. Touch that. You can search through it on your phone as you're listening, but to get the full effect, I think sit in front of your computer, listen to this while you're at work, pull up trailgenius.com and just dig through some of these maps because it'll give you a really good visual uh, picture and it's really cool. Uh, yeah, it's, it's very useful. Yeah. But let's explain to people that might not be sitting in front of something and they can check it out. What is it? Like, what do you guys do? Yeah, well, we basically we create an online interactive experience that captures whatever sport from the the user's perspective. So we take uh, real-time video 
and GPS of the whole experience. And then we build this, this interactive interface. We layer the data over Google Maps and an embed video next to it. And as you hit play, when the video starts playing, the data on the map starts moving and it's in sync. So if you jump around to any point on the trail, the dot just jumps, follows along. And and then that's just the core of it. And we layer on all kinds of stats and, and data of you know speed that you're traveling, distance and elevation gain, loss. And then on top of that, there's what we call hotspots. So there's photos and videos and 360 degree panoramics and an aerial video that all get placed in the location they were taken on the map. So you can, you know, look at every intersection and look at every hot or uh, like point of interest and really recreate that whole experience um, from a, a web browser. So, for example, listener, we were talking before we spent quite a while. Chris just kept us talking before we, we started recording. So. But, no, uh, a good example that a lot of people would be familiar with is Columbine Climb uh, at Leadville. Right. Yeah. Um, you want to talk, Chris, you want to talk about that right now? Oh, just give yeah. Just an idea, you know, what people are thinking about something like that. Well, right, you know, we did, so we did, Led, we did the Leadville last year, um, and, and we mapped it, and and like Jay said, video is a big part of it. So, so the the big task is we don't we don't we don't try to just get pieces of video. We try to get video of the whole thing. So we I was running three cameras uh, the entire Leadville, the whole course, and then we break it up in the interactive map. I broke it up into the different sections: pavement versus dirt versus whatever. And one of the sections is the Columbine climb, obviously. And so all this video is in our map, but it's also up on our YouTube channel. And so people find it both ways. They'll be, they'll find these clips of these sections of Leadville on YouTube, and they'll, you know, Leadville people love love to prepare. They love that data beforehand. I mean, I was in the same boat. I, last year was the first time I did it, and I was looking for anything I could find to prepare for it. And just this last week, this woman just just so happy to find this clip of Columbine climb, and she. She's thanking us for it and telling me, like, oh, you finally I, – I, I was so happy when you finally passed the guy in the Arizona jersey. And, like, I don't I don't <laughs> well, even – like, getting into the story. Bob. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I don't even remember any of that. You know, I was in my tunnel, right? And she – so she even puts the, the, the link to the time when I passed the dude. So, you know, I got to click on it and relive – I'm reliving my own race right at that point. But she <laughs> – she loved just being she, – she even made the point that, like, only Leadville people would watch this whole video, right? And so I said, you know, hey, make sure you check out the map too. And, oh, she found the map. Oh, now you got the map with the data? <laughs> oh, I could, I could tell she was, like, running to her trainer, like, with her iPad, like, that moment to, like, re, redo Columbine Climb that evening, right, with the map and all the data and everything. So that's, that's, uh, yeah. so that's how it goes often. And some of the other stuff too. You guys have been uh, like the Schwamigan Forty. You've been on the. Can you talk about that? Because you guys have done. Um, were you on the four wheeler? Was somebody on the four wheeler? Oh, yeah. So another <laughs> like element we can add is what we call pace cam. So if the event has a lead, probably motor vehicles, we just throw camera and GPS on that and capture the lead pack throughout the whole course. So I think that might have been the first first race. I'm not sure, Chris, if, if that we did well, the pace two, cam. Well, yeah, first race in two two years ago was the moto cam when the, we were able to oh, get a yeah. camera on the motorcycle, and yeah. he, he followed the, he yeah, right. yeah. 
He didn't crash. <laughs> he he filmed the quads that were out front. Oh, okay. That's rolling on a corner, right. going too fast okay. and rolling. Yeah. Right. So, um, but yeah, yeah, we we'll slap cameras on anything, Ben. Man, yeah. if there. <laughs> <laughs> If we hear there's yes. a little kid, if they hear there's a little kid at a certain corner who's going to be watching all day, we'll stick a GoPro on him. Right. Man. We don't, we're not afraid to put a camera on anything. Right, exactly. <laughs> no, that's cool. I just, you know, it gives people a good idea of exactly what they're dealing with. You know, like, so if there's, and if they have a pretty good, we'll we'll talk about some of the race, other projects you guys done, maybe other races and stuff. Um, but there's a good chance as if, you know, if there's a, a pretty big area or a big race like Leadville or like Copper Harbor Trails, uh, you know, Marquette Trails, you've done some other stuff, but pretty good chance you have some, some pretty cool information you can get from, from these guys. So they're based in the Midwest, by the way. Um, so a lot of stuff you're going to find, I think, is, is going to be that. But let's talk about yeah. some of the other projects. Like, uh, you know, maybe out, outside of Mountain Bike World, you know, like triathlons. Sure. What are some of the other projects you guys are, are working on? Yeah, well, we got uh, we had the fortune of getting hooked up with um, Lifetime. So Lifetime, like two billion dollar company, they started out with all the the gym experiences, workout facilities, and and I don't know, maybe five years or something ago, they started buying up all these big races, and they have over like a hundred and thirty now different events, and they came across us. Well, we've done the Shaquam again, which they acquired. I don't know, three or four years ago, and then they had some of their just their their uh, employees having fun up at Copper Harbor when we were filming that event, and so we just got connected through them, and so we got the fortune of traveling around the country last year and and mapped six of their their events, uh, some triathlons, Leadville, um, all over, from coast to coast. We were from California to Miami to New York. Um, and the, the triathlons, I think are, are probably one of the coolest experiences from a trail genius standpoint where we capturing three sports and the transitions between it. And, and we've even done some kind of like guide video guides that like talk you through what a transition is like. And it, that's just a really cool experience, um, using our software. So that's definitely one I would say that the listeners should check out is, a triathlon yeah i mean especially new you know when you're new to triathlon it's so unknown all the steps right like what what all these things look like and we really made the point to to get it all i mean we get every every step of the way so if you're at all wondering <laughs> what a triathlon looks like and what a specific triathlon looks like if we've mapped it you get it all there's no there's no secrets when you show up race morning so yeah okay. no it's let's talk about some of them what are the what are the more interesting ones you've done? You, uh, we were talking off the air about uh, some drone uh, issues with the harbor, but let's talk <laughs> about some of those bigger triathlons and what it's like, and give people the experience of behind trail, you know, the trail genius side of it. Like, what's it like to go there and ha- having to work and make sure you know doing this and working and making sure everything goes off right. You know, talk about it from your perspective. Well, I, I definitely have the, the easy job of the, so it's probably more for Chris to chime in, but the, you know, Chris is the professional racer of the company and uh, I haven't even, I've never done a triathlon. I'm more the equipment and gear guy and it's enough for me to just manage equipment and support him. 
but he's doing all that too and doing the race and the tra- and transitions and making sure cameras are on and it's crazy so you're probably a better one to just kind of recap all that well so ben let's be clear right off the bat the, the reason <laughs> the reason I personally got into Trail Genius is I am, will never be fast enough to be sponsored. And because of Trail Genius, because I'm willing to strap cameras to my body while I race, I can get paid to do it. Right. So it's like, You're a it's professional. Yeah. And in, and in Trail Genius, it's actually better to not win. Because if you win, there's nobody in front of you to film, right? So it's right. better that I don't. Now I have a good excuse why I didn't win the <laughs> right. race, Ben. It's because I or needed to be back. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. I needed to see. I want to okay. make sure everybody gets in the shot. So I came in last, right? You start, just, start just, mid pack and then you start up front and finish last. Yeah. Right. I want everybody to get equal opportunity on the, right. On the film, right? So, but yeah, no, it's. it's uh, you know, Trail Genius definitely attracts a lot of people that, that, that like the idea of actually doing it, want to help out a lot, especially with races, right? But it's a different – people learn quick. It's a different beast. When you're, when you're trying to film the entirety of a course and get GPS data, it, it's, a different, it's a different animal, right? Like, and you end up <laughs> – you just have – you already, especially in triathlons, dealing with a lot of gear. You're not – gear you're dealing with even more so when you're doing what we're doing. And it definitely is a team effort. I mean, I to do the triathlons especially, I have to have Jay there, right? I mean, it's just to have some, a backup, to have mm-hmm. somebody. Um, and triathlons, you know, the swim, right? Jay films me swimming, right? It's hard to film with a camera on you. We've tried it. It's hard to film yourself swimming, right? So, um, and same with, with running. It's better when Jay can follow me on a bike during the run than, than having a camera on myself. So we definitely in the triathlon area made a team effort of it and we've had people help us but it's it's quick to it's tough if a camera the camera stops running halfway through the race i have to stop and fix it or get a new one i can't you know all of a sudden my race is less important than me getting all the data right and that's a that was a little bit tough for me in the beginning being uh enjoying racing and being competitive jay would always give me a hard time right like <laughs> dude you gotta you got to stop. And I go, I'm not stopping. And he's like, no, you have to stop and fix the camera. Right. I'm like, no, but my time will be less. He's like, dude, (laughs) you're not going to win. I I know, (laughs) but, but I might go five seconds faster this time. Right. You know, know, it took a little bit for my brain to get wrapped around it. Right. So now that I'm getting older, I enjoy the stopping. I just, you know, Oh, Oh my my camera battery is dying. I got to stop and, uh, and change it. Right. You know, (laughs) so, Gives me good excuses. Do you ever do any of the races for fun? Oh, do you ever just take uh, the cameras off and race for fun? I do. Um, last year was a tough. Uh, was such a busy year. It was tough to do any for fun. And, and like I was telling you earlier, yep. I get nervous. Um, especially last year, we've got these big projects for a lifetime, and they're so dependent on me getting through the race that if I did. I didn't do uh, any of my local races for fear I'd get hurt in them, right? Like crash my bike and then not get to do Leadville or and 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 not get to get the project finished, right? So uh, there was a little bit of stress of that, but I did, I did at the end of last season do do uh, do do Madison Ironman for fun and and I like I was telling you I almost it was so busy I kind of forgot about it. It like snuck up on me, right? Like all of a sudden it was like two weeks before the race and. Not that I hadn't been training, but my brain was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I got to do that Ironman. And then when I got there, I'm like, the whole morning, I'm just nervous, like I'm forgetting something. And I'm realizing I'm forgetting cameras, but it's okay. I'm not, I don't have to film this one, right? right. So, like, 
I'm just paranoid the whole time. Like, where's my, where, where's my camera? Where's my camera? You know. So, but yeah. you're, I you're do. You're probably the first person to say you got to relax while doing an Ironman. I know. This is. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> this is <laughs> it was about halfway through the bike where I thought, man, if I don't, all I have to worry about is my legs working. I don't have to worry about you know four different pieces of electronic equipment working too. Oh. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a it's a very good point because I think a lot of times. Especially, you know, the cycling, my kind of realm is not triathlons, but it's the same across the board, right? If you're, there's this discussion of do what you're passionate about and, like, start a business what you're passionate about. It's not that easy, right? Because, yeah, you, know, right. you know, mountain biking, for me, for example, you start this up and all of a sudden you're doing your own thing and you, you, you spend more time doing it. So you think you're going to, oh, yeah, I have all this time now. I can go ride. Like, that's my job. And it's like, no, it's completely opposite. And it's hard to switch your mind off of right. just, yeah, it, you know, it's hard to switch your mind off, like you said, of of thinking that you have to be doing that and just going out and racing. So that's why I ask you because for me, it's like I, I have learned that I have to take the effort of like week before and say, all right, it's ra- I'm doing a race. Like I, you know, this is something that keeps me sane, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I have to to make a conscious effort to switch off and just say, okay, this is just gonna be a race weekend. Like there's no there's no work, there's no other stuff, and I just need to focus on that and just be done, be good with that. Because otherwise, I'll be stressing out about taking pictures and like <laughs> social media and like getting <laughs> you know talking to people afterward. And you just gotta let it go sometimes. Yeah. So I was curious no, how, how it works. No, it's definitely, I, it's definitely a roller coaster for me. I'm in, in the same boat, you know. I, I we're so visual. I mean, me and Jay get a ton of uh, satisfaction from when we, you know, like when he flew the start of Schwam again last year, right? And it was sort of last second decision. He got in the back of the truck. He flew yeah. the start. We got this amazing video, right? And and people loved it and that was like hugely gratifying and that's like the best part of the job and so what ends up happening is you're like always on edge that you don't like if we hadn't said you know well let's get in the back of the truck we would have never gotten it right so like when i don't have a camera on me i'm always like what amazing thing might happen that i don't <laughs> film right <laughs> and, you're missing out you know, just like when you it's just like at the beginning of your radio interviews if you forget to hit record right like did i miss what what amazing thing did chris just say that i missed right and uh, <laughs> oh my god you're working yourself into a cool yeah. yep. spot in a different uh, show right now right? yeah right. <laughs> which isn't a bad idea we i guess we need to talk yeah, right. hey wait a minute no 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 no, no. <laughs> what you want into <laughs> no, he, he's trail genius yeah right <laughs> I'm officially mountain bike radio now. Sorry, Jay. Yeah. Not go how I thought. Right. This, yeah, right. this is totally derailed. So, yeah. All right. I want to talk about some stories uh, because we were talking off air about the drones and how going from, you know, recording, flying some drones to get some footage and that kind of thing in Marquette, Michigan is a little bit different than a heavily guarded by five different jurisdictions, the Coast Guard armed armed guards at this point what it's like to go uh, you know and show up in wherever miami for example and fly drones around the harbor what happens so do you have any interesting yeah. stories yeah i guess uh, chris can comment a little on on uh we've got yeah there's all kinds of short and long stories of things that 
kind of like you touched on, it's all location dependent and they're still working out the official laws. So um, it's really just, you, you got to follow the, the laws that you're aware of and, and, um, and just pay attention to things. Cause you never know like it, because it's not so defined yet, it gives the authorities like the freedom to do whatever they want. So if they want you to just shut down and stop flying, you're not going to say no to a cop, but, but you may be okay to fly. It's just, you can't, can't take that risk. And so yeah, like out in, um, Oceanside for a lifetime there, one of their tri series events we did. Um, I, you know, Chris can describe the lead up a little bit. I'm just happily flying on a dock at the end of the dock in the middle of a race. It's about to start. I think I'm, I'm filming like the Olympic racers, I think. Yeah, no, it was yeah. So it was the the women elite, the pros, their start, right? So they started yeah. first early in the morning, and you know this whole race is like in a in a harbor, right? And so you're you, we were so excited because you can literally walk along the break wall and follow the swimmers as they swim out. You know, normally Jay's dealing with you know I'm swimming out into the middle of a lake, right? How do I? Can I fly all the way out to where he goes? All that stuff. So we're super excited that Jay can just walk along the break wall, fly the drone, and film me swimming. And so he was filming the pros at the start, um, just like we normally do when, you know, we didn't really pay attention to the fact that there was, like, five different sets of authorities in the harbor. <laughs> like, you know, there's, like, police boats and, you know, helicopters. and Yeah, there's just stuff everywhere. We were just kind of oblivious to it. And Jay's flying along, and I was standing behind him because I don't start racing till later. And I could I could see visually see the world like collapsing down on him, like the authorities sort of all, and they're all really nervous because they don't want to like spook Jay and have him crash. So they're <laughs> all like they don't want to interrupt him, right? And so Jay's just flying, and I'm thinking, just keep flying, dude. It's just keep flying as long as you can. He has no idea, and a dude. I mean, at one point there was an authority standing right behind Jason, just like breathing down his neck, waiting for him to be done. And I don't know. He finally got fed up and he stomped off. And Jay came and brought the drone back, and and it was weird. After it felt like we were just going to get, you know, taken away, there was nothing. And yeah. I told Jay what happened, and Jay's like, "What, really?" I'm, and I'm like, "Yeah, I feel like something's going to happen. Nothing happened." And weird. one of the other race people was like you know, yeah, don't, don't fly again. Right. They're, they're freaking out. We're like, okay, yeah, no, no problem. Won't fly again. So now we're like the whole start of this race turns into like, what happens next? Right. Like who, and, I was on edge, like looking over yeah. my shoulder the whole, the whole morning. It's like, I don't know what, are they just waiting to pounce or I, yeah, it was right. Weird. <laughs> right, exactly. So, and on top of the fact that our whole plan to film me just went out the door, right? Like, Oh wait, he can't film me from the break wall, right? So, and that's what's having the two of us there. It'd be impossible not to do it without two people. I have to, I have to go get in line and do all my race stuff. And Jay jumps right on it. And like, the Trail Genius has sort of this weird power of everybody wants to. It sounds cool, and I want to help. Like this woman who was on a paddleboard that was just volunteering. Jay went up to her and said, "Would you wear a camera on your paddleboard and follow my buddy?" Right. Oh yeah, that sounds great. No problem. So Jay, like, like we don't have the stuff exactly to rig it. So he's like rigging this thing on a paddleboard and like giving her instructions: don't put your foot in the way and all this. She's like, "Yeah, yeah." And so I, 
I, you know, I meet her like two seconds before I start. And so I swam, she followed me and swam the whole thing. And like, I could keep an eye on her while I was swimming and she stuck right with me. And it turned out, it turned out to be some of the best footage we got, yeah. right? She was right there with me, but you know, for a 10 minute period there, we thought, Oh no, we're not going to get the swim on this. Right. So that's <laughs> how <so> it's, <laughs> it's up and down. Yeah. Definitely. So this like, Listeners, up here this is a little behind the scenes of how these yeah. things happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of rigging for sure, like camera rigs. You know, you, you talked about all these you know, silent active sports, which is what we're passionate about, but we also got a huge snowmobile contract last winter where we mapped over 400 miles up in Marquette, Michigan, and that, you know, all kinds of testing and rigs – to have a smooth video and and you'd be amazed at how powerful like just snowmobiling for 100 miles will shake apart any rig you could think of it just (laughs) flies apart over time and so i thought it had cool rigs all set up but then after 20 minutes literally they're they're falling off the snowmobile and so there's a lot of like rigging and you know how can i attach this camera to a paddleboard with two minutes to go chris is in the water right now no, no. that and batteries right like that's batteries, the thing yeah. we fight you go oh let's hey let's let's film leadville it sounds like a good idea right yeah no problem right oh that's right the gopro battery lasts you know 10 minutes you know that's what it feels <laughs> like so <laughs> we got we so that oh should we tell them the battery oh, bomb story yeah, Jay? Yeah. oh <laughs> the battery bomb yeah. story what a great yeah. story yep and then so, if you, well let's talk about that and then i want to talk about um how the, the equipment, how it's changed just in the last three sure. years or sure, four sure. years, you know, since you guys got started. Um, so we, we realized in these long mountain bike vents, we did Wilmington Whiteface um, was was the first mountain bike we vent we did last summer for, for Lifetime, which okay. was a long one, 100K. And that's coming up this weekend. It is, we yeah. We just had a guy, um, he bought, uh, so anybody who's out at the Wilmington, I think I'm going to post this, should be the next couple of days. But if anybody's out there, by the way, look for a mountain bike radio jersey uh, because some guy just bought one from me and we were just exchanging emails. So anyhow, but yeah. uh, Yeah, and the white face map that we did for them came out really good. That's one of those races that is a really amazing race that they're trying to get people to appreciate how amazing it is. And having the map now really, really shows off what a great, great course that is. But so anyway, we knew we had to go. You know, I was, it was going to be five hours of cameras running, multiple cameras, trying to come up with ways to not have to switch batteries and all that stuff. And I, you know, the racer in me keep riding if I could, right, without having to stop. And so we, Jay built for me this, he took a water bottle and he took three lithium ion, like those extension batteries you can get to yes. charge your cell phone and stuff off of Amazon. And he, he found three of them, one big one and two small ones that would just they fit so perfect in the water bottle that you literally can't take them back out now. Like they only go in, you'd have to cut them out. Right. And he, he built me this just beautiful okay. battery pack. I can in a imagine water you guys sitting the night before in the morning, I'm getting ready for this stuff. Oh my gosh. All right. No, he, he literally handed it to me and goes, you can't take those out. So don't try You'll have to cut it open. I'll have to make you another one if we need to take it out. Right. And so he gives me this thing and there's batteries inside and they're all got USB wiring and the wiring comes, he, he rigged the tip of the water bottle. So all the wiring comes out the tip and there's these three USB tails coming out the top. And so the thing literally looks like a stick of dynamite, right? Like we call it the battery bomb. So, so battery bomb, whatever, funny, ha ha. And then Jay, Jay drives to Wilmington. I'm flying. 
I have the battery bomb. I forget to give it to Jay, who's driving, and I'm flying, right? So I got to take the battery bomb through the freaking security, right? And so, so I, you know, what do you do? Do you pretend like you don't have it, right? Like, it's pretty obvious. Do you just sort of nonchalant? So I took it out of my bag, specifically put it in its own bin, was like, here's the battery bomb. I'm not trying to hide it, right? It goes through the scanner, and of course... Oh man, the poor TSA person. She just looks so mad at me. Like, why on my <laughs> ship do you do this? And she hands it to the guy next to him, and he looks at me like, "Why are you doing this to me? Like, this is what do I do?" So of course I get you know dragged off to some special little area where I get scanned over and over and wiped down and the whole deal. And they take it off into some back room, and I just so I wait for like twenty minutes, and you know I'm thinking what I'm really thinking is I'm going to lose my battery bomb. Like I, I need this for the race, right? Like we only have one right now. <laughs> I don't want to lose my battery bomb. Um, but as it turns out uh, 20 minutes later, a woman comes out the door with my bomb and she's <laughs> laughing hysterically <laughs> and hands it to me and goes, I just have never, I don't even know what to say to you. <laughs> like, here you go. Have a nice day. And then I, so, off I went with my battery bomb. So. Meanwhile, the picture is on Twitter, oh, Facebook, yeah. Instagram yeah. from all the workers taking pictures yeah. in the back room. Oh, yeah. And I got patted down at every flight after that. I'm on a list now, right? Like when I go through the airport, they are checking me, right? Like I'm officially on a battery bomb list now. So they. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. yeah. I think listeners are quickly figuring out that everything you do is quite the adventure. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's keeps us. Exactly. I can imagine your, your uh, daughter at this point too. She's very young, but she's still, she probably looks at you like, really? <laughs> oh no. Then she's so really she dad got into it so young that yeah. she's like, gotta have a camera on her. Gotta have a special rig with a wire. Like yeah. she just strapping battery bombs on your kid. Uh, she, yep, she, she thinks it's weird if my dad's not making her GPS and video, everything she right. does. Right? Like she's just so into it. It'll be, it's my, the youngest I just had who will, will not find it interesting, but the, the one, the one that's grew up with Trail Genius who thinks it's great. Yeah, so. she's so sorry. Yeah, he has an older <laughs> one and a very young one. So, but yeah, yeah that's cool. Does she? So that brings up a good point. Does does she help? Like, does she oh, do ben, all this stuff or how? Does... And we've been strapping ba- cameras to both our kids. You know, Jay Jay's got a son, and I've I've got two daughters. The one's brand new, but the older one, we've both been. They've both been filming kids races for years, okay. right? Yeah. Where we get, oh yeah, we. Some of our best maps are kid races, right? And, <laughs> so, they, and they ask you, they're like, hey, Dad, can we do this one and do this one? Because that's oh, yeah. the cool part. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They they get into it for sure. And, like, this last weekend we were in Copper Harbor for Memorial Day. They do an enduro up there, and we were filming on that and flying drones. And you, know, you take the kids with you to do that, and they just get so excited because there's people – hucking off of things and drones are flying everywhere and there's cameras on all this stuff. And they just, it just, it's just to a kid. It's like the most amazing. She couldn't wait to go to school and tell everybody how she got almost got hit three times by Mount bikers while she was taking pictures. Right. You know, it was like, yeah. it's just, it was a kid. You eat it up for yeah. sure. So let's talk about the, like I said, the equipment, cause I'm curious how it's obviously changed very quickly. Yeah, that's um, Jake. He's so, the equipment. He's yeah, a quartermaster here. Yeah, let's Jake. talk about let's talk about how things changed. Um, I, you don't have to get into detail about yeah. things because some people might just tune out. 
Um, <laughs> some no, are I, tech geeks and some are, you know. But yeah, yeah talk about that. It's been you know three four years. What's what's changed and how has that affected what you do? Yeah, well, I mean, we probably one of these days we should post a collage from the start to the end. We, I can't <laughs> speak like a hundred percent, but we started developing the camera rig before I think it was before GoPro, or at least before yeah. the world knew them, and and uh, we had full blown camcorders strapped on our heads, and <laughs> the most tired muscle after a bike ride was your neck muscles from from the camera on, on your helmet. But um, yeah, we, we've probably tried every mainstream camera as they've come out and, and come and gone and um it and we don't have a, a an overall winner at all like the situation from our point of view it, it changes and so because we're not using it like the normal person who just throws a gopro on and films 30 seconds or lets it run all day and does nothing with the video so it depends on some some of our um it races we we have integrated GPS and uh, video like um, Garmin has a, a verb which is really nice and sometimes it's separate with a GoPro and a and a external GPS device so it, it's all over the board on on uh, equipment that we use and, and we use multiple types almost always I guess we're always doubling up on cameras and GPSs because. There, we've yet to find one that's so reliable when when you're filming hours on end um, that doesn't flake out just once and and then from our point of view you kind of ruin the whole experience. So, um, but you know we're following along with all the technology changes and now we're shifting everything to 4K and our drones are 4K, GoPro is all 4K and um, staying up with the times and. Um, developing our own rigs based on what the sport is and and we're going to break into water mapping so part of um we've got a project that's upcoming for a couple of years now with the Door County Visitors Bureau and we'll be mapping marinas and, and boating experiences so we're going to tap into um depth finders and sonar and do mapping of the of the floor of the water so you get a water depth instead of an elevation profile when you're on the water and so we're we're trying to stay on top of everything i want to talk about your clients are you getting to the point where you mentioned like you just said with door county you talked about lifetime are you getting to a point where you're starting to narrow down like hey we really work well with convention and visitors bureau chamber of commerce um is there any kind of direction that way that you're noticing well yeah we've seen a a shift for sure from from the type of clients we started out dealing with clubs and single event owners and directors and as we got visibility from larger and larger entities now most of our work is all from large companies like lifetime or or visitors bureaus um and it's just nice it, it's a lot of mapping and it when we're done, we create this really neat experience of the whole area. And um, so I guess that's kind of where it's shifted. And and we're branching out into other sports, too. Like we really feel we can map anything. We've, we've done all kinds of demo maps of like golf courses and disc golf. Uh, we even mapped a skydive experience. And we think we'd have a really sl- slick solution for 
amusement parks and zoos where you could have hot spots of animals and webcams and all kinds of neat stuff. Um, so our clients, I guess, are shifting a little from where we started. Okay. But we're yeah, like still... A, like a zoo, that'd be kind of cool. Like yeah. You could add all these different layers on top of layers of all this, all the cool, you know, like the ma- like you said, exactly. the map, and you can kind of add all your layers on top of that. Yeah, right. Same with amusement parks, like having a virtual experience of all the roller coasters and, you know, all kinds of neat things. That So I, I think that's hopefully where you'll see some more um, more maps from us in the future. But we, you know, our passion is with all the sports we right. love, mountain biking and... Yeah, uh, those groups sometimes it, it 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 offers you a good chance to get a good chunk of work though too. So you kind of have to balance. Exactly, like the way we kind of always looked at this is, I mean, obviously we're a business. We we need to make money, and uh, you kind of go where the money is. And uh, but our passion is still with the clubs and the smaller right. smaller guys. And if if we can uh, still pull off all the small projects and matching whatever budgets they have. And that could be offset by you know, some of the larger projects that that um, they are still pretty cool. Yeah, right. I mean, we, we still want to keep doing it all. Our, our motto is trying to map the world. Right. Exactly. So, with um, let's talk about the details of actually getting this. So, you talked about all the you know getting the video and mapping it and you know putting it together. But let's let's talk about what it takes to actually put one of these things together. So Chris yeah. is running all over doing this triathlon, right? <laughs> yeah. Really slowly because he's the back of the pack. But then you get <laughs> all on. this information. You know, I have to be back there, Ben. It's yeah, for the business, right, for the good exactly. of the business, Ben. Yeah. Come on. slogging along to get, yeah. get these people. Chris actually, I, he holds his own just for the people that have yeah. no clue if we're joking or not. But yeah. yeah. I, I hope they can tell that we're, we're joking. <laughs> I, I'm no Ben Wellneck, but, you know, I, 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 I yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've been I've been following your training plan online, Ben. I'll, I'll catch you here. Yeah, and I haven't just... updated. I actually have that link off the Bean Dad show. I haven't updated in a long time. I've been too busy training. I know. I've been <laughs> having to make it up. I tell know. You what. I'm nervous. I don't know what you're doing over uh, there. I don't know if I can. Uh... It's, I'll tell you what. Doing, doing, trying to do it all and two little kids and stuff, it's like it, it, it is a lot of work. But all right. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's talk about the details because I want to give listeners a, a good idea that, you know, it's not just – you're not just uploading a video and being done with it. So take us through a process of what it takes to get a finished map on trailgenius.com. Yeah. So I, I think the essence of what we are is it's owed to Chris. He developed the whole web experience and all the software behind it. And that's, that's really what sets us apart from um, any other solution that we've come across. And we still have yet to, to have anyone share or us find it on our own that is, has a similar experience. But you know, in the field, it probably doesn't look like a whole lot. There, there's a a little bit of a an art and some practice on on capturing things right, so that you don't have to make a lot of work for yourself later. But in general, we have the same commercial equipment that anyone could buy: action cameras and GPS devices, and we just strap them on creatively and and go. And we've learned, you know, what works well and what angles make it exciting. And so there's some of that behind it, but you know, basically we're capturing someone's experience and then, and then the rest of it is all kind of computer work. And, you know, Chris can comment a little bit on the software. Oh, yeah, side and like, like Leadville is a good example of, and that's, I think probably arguably the biggest 
you know, it's tough to say triathlons are pretty complicated, but Leadville was a pretty big undertaking, right? And so Leadville is a good example to walk through just quick how yeah. that looked, right? Yeah, so, just an idea of like how many so hours like, of downloading and just how many hours yeah. of coding and just give people a good idea of the, the Well, to start, to, to start, my Leadville morning was spent duct taping wires to the frame <laughs> of my bike frantically, right? Because I did as much as I could the night before, but you have to have everything charging. Right. Not everything can be on there before you go. So uh, Jay was positioning himself to fly the start. So he was off doing his thing, looking looking where he could set up to get me starting the race and everybody else, right? Um, and I had a, another friend who was helping support me as we frantically taped things. So, And just you know, doing that in the morning in Leadville, you're already breathing heavy. Oh, I am, <laughs> right? And I'm, you know, and you're at the start of Leadville just, just sort of semi-panicked. Is I had four cameras on my bike. Um I really wanted to come away with three camera angles. The fourth okay. was the backup, right? So if something went wrong, um, you know, worst case, one camera angle is what I want. But, you know, you're doing the how many times can you check that all the cameras are on, right? Because you don't want to find out, you know, 10 miles down the road that one wasn't running, right? Now mm -hmm. you, you can't, can't go back. So that starts my morning. And then, you know, you get an hour into the race, you start to maybe forget about your stuff a little bit and start to race. And, and, but, you know, eventually, I don't know, I was, I was past past power lines when my first camera flaked out and I had to pull over and I swapped out a GoPro because it just didn't want to work anymore. Just decided it was done. Um, but then I, for heating issues that people yeah. don't, when you're running yeah. like for three hours straight, they actually get really hot. Yeah. And you got cases on them, right? You're trying to yeah. protect them, but they're in the cases. And so, but that I made it till past power line before I had my first incident and really everything else made it to top of Columbine where Jay, Jay had to race from the start, get up Columbine before the racers to be set up. And then he was just stuck up there, right. To, yeah. to film. And so he was flying the drone up there. And so I got to, it was fun to like come over the top there when you, you know, you sort of crest Columbine, you go back down a little bit to the aid station and you hear the buzz of your buddy's drone. Right. And you're like, yeah, all right, I'm there. Right. And so, but my combine or my you know aid station at the top of combine was spent swapping cards because when we were done, we had over what was it Jay like 420 gigs of video over over half a terabyte yeah, yeah it was like 500 yeah. you know all on those little postage stamp size things so I was swapping cards at the top of combine um, and I had one of my four cameras did not make it <laughs> altogether but I was kept by the time I was done I had uh, camera angle looking behind my seat, one on my handlebars and one on my chest. And that equaled over half a terabyte of data. And so then it became the, the cameras themselves make their own chunks of video, but the race, you know, I, we don't want to have one video for the entire race, right? That's just a lot of for one video. And plus for racers, we came to the conclusion, it'd be nice to see where the surfaces change, right? Where asphalt, where it changes from asphalt to dirt, dirt to single track, and so then it was the process of going back and and editing all that video, not only the video but the data to make build these chunks, and each chunk had three feeds of video, right? So on the map, when you're watching, you can switch between any of my three camera angles on the fly, right? Mm -hmm. So all that had to be edited, all of it had to be synced. Um, there were times when things dropped out, and so you. You uh, you go in and you fix things like that in the post process, and so it took you know I don't know it took a month of solid you know solid work to just get through all of Leadville's data, 
And then it all goes into the magic of the software we built once it's all been processed and it spits it back out the other side and you get a you get an online map of it all. So and then then you also got all this flying Jay did. So there's all that video clips and all that stuff gets turned into the hotspots, right? So that's all edited and all inputted into the system and um, you know, he flies a ton, so a lot of it's going through and finding what's the best stuff of what he flies, mm-hmm. you know, a lot a lot of that. So um wow. when when we're done, it's we've we've been smart about how we do it. Like Jay said, we've learned a lot of tricks to try to keep it to a minimum. Like we've learned what makes it really hard <laughs> when you're done, <laughs> um, and we've learned how to. Fortunately, we learned a long time ago how to avoid a lot of that stuff, and so we're we're pretty proficient. Um, but it's it never it never fails that someone wants to help us out. We try to warn them that things don't go as good as you think they will they inevitably we give them gear we set them off they'll go off and running and they come back and go oh uh, the camera the camera wasn't on oh shoot i didn't even know the camera was on right like oh i didn't get any video right and then they're bummed (laughs) that they didn't get any video and you're like well it's okay right but you know it's just it seems some of this seems very simple but oftentimes it's 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 uh yeah how many times do i look at the red lights on my cameras in a race right to make sure they (laughs) work so You know, in the last several years with all the stories and all the kind of the processes and things, is there was there a point, maybe a race or maybe just filming, you know, it could have been like local trails for a, a group or whatever. Was there a point where you're like, you, I guess you took a big step forward? You, you know, you maybe got home and said, you know what, the last week, like looking back, this you know, we really took a huge step forward or maybe like a big step back, you know, was there a, a kind of a turning point and any, any of these races or any experience, like one experience that you had, or has it kind of just been a steady, like steady growth all the time or steady. And then all of a sudden you had this big thing and it was like big deal. Was that kind of what the Leadville was or how it kind of just give people an idea of what that yeah. process of building a business is like, I guess. Yeah, I guess I, my first comment to that would would be more. Last year was was like a just a, a good moment for us. Of we have something that people want. We we're continuing to grow our, our web traffic climbs more and more every month. Uh, YouTube, we're about to break two hundred fifty thousand views. Like we're just we keep slowly ramping up. And and last year, you know, it's content just like pretty much any other web company web-based company is just content and after last year we came away with some really great content uh all the lifetime experiences are just first class and really cool great great locations and you know triathlon through new york city and miami beach and just really cool experiences some that people will never go do and even they're big race fanatics they just won't invest the money and time but now you can go online and and see it and hopefully it convinces you that it's worth it um so i think just my comment to that was last year was really cool and and with visitors bureaus marquette we mapped every mountain bike trail and um snowmobile trail up there and now door county expanding even more like that all kind of happened last year um so i I don't know it wasn't really definitely i definitely feel like I mean, it's it's been steady, right? But there are moments, like Jay talked about before, even the s- snowmobile thing. That was 
when we got done with that map and sat down and looked and there was 400 miles of amazing trails all there for anybody to explore. Right. And then people started using it and people started commenting on it and just going nuts about the fact that they could use this, like those getting to make maps of really cool places and then see the reactions of people after we do it, I think has made us, you know, Besides being on mountain bike radio, it's really made us realize that we've arrived, right? Like right. The, the, there's something to this. So, um. so, so when's your NPR? Uh, uh, yeah, I'm trying, man. Yeah, I know. Terry, Terry Gross keeps calling, but I, I keep not returning her calls. I told her Ben Wellnack comes first. Right. Exactly. And it, I'll do oh fresh gosh. air second. Okay. <laughs> oh man. You know, at some point, at some point we'll be talking, you know, what will happen is two years from now. Um, We'll have a little a little program on one of the. Uh, I don't know how this is all going to shake out. I want to know how it's all going to. Sh- See, look at that. I'm a professional at transitions as well. How's it all going to shake out for you guys? What's next for you guys? Oh wow! Yeah, um, I like if just we talk continue- in two years, what's your answer going to be? Like, where are I, you going to be? Like, what, I think you're going to see us expand into. Um, more areas or more sports. Because the applications of what we do, like we talked about zoos and things that we never would even consider until something just sparks an idea or somebody just goes, hey, you should do this, and, and you start thinking about it. It's endless, the applications. And just like where we find ourselves today uh, is not anywhere near where we've started this company, I expect that's going to continue to happen where we're going to expand into other avenues. The visitors bureaus they're all over this kind of thing. It's really great to attract tourism, you know, and everything that we do is trackable online, which is really great. I think we're, we're timed perfectly to, to handle this, this print to digital transition that, Mm -hmm. you know, newspapers, magazines are all going online. It's the same kind of thing, like brochures and printed maps and, and, um, visitors guide books. They all have their, their use, but, we can make this really slick interactive experience that's trackable and you can see what your what the return is on on the investment and and post it on social media and all kinds of stuff so i think we're going to play it really nicely into this whole digital transition yeah and you know you get like a, a chamber of commerce or a convention visitors bureau type of thing you know let's say they have an area where there's you know canoeing routes you know, you could easily map a canoeing route. You could pull up this, you could pull up this little link on Trail Genius, and you could see what it's like to canoe the 20 miles. You know, before you go plan your trip. Yeah, exactly. How cool! And then would that layering be? all the the businesses around, right. you know, like what, where you can eat and where you can stay. We can handle all that and into the same map and turn on off layers and yeah, it's kind of endless. What like we have so many ideas to make even what we yeah. have better. Yeah, I really think, Ben, there'll be a couple years from now, you'll see Trail Genius as it is, which is very silent sport. You know, that's our passion Mm -hmm. still existing, but new trail, you know, other divisions of the company will exist, will will have enough work to be their own entity, right? Where there's, you know, power sports division doing things like ATV trails and snowmobile trails and and be its own own thing, its own company within the company, right? And so. Me and Jake can always, you know, 
and Jay talked about this before too, right? Those those are the type of projects that help us fund our pet project, which is the mountain biking, right? The silent sport stuff that we can always keep this for <laughs> for our benefit. But those that's where the business will grow for sure. So yeah. you know, we'll have to we'll have to go on snowmobile radio and we'll have to go on to <laughs> See, canoeing guys, radio. But you guys did and, it right. You guys did it right though. See, I started yeah. from the from the little niche, and now I have to to go bigger. Like I'd have to. You know, you just started with Trail Genius. That can include everything. <laughs> yeah, so right. Like mountain me, bike, mountain bike know. radio, I'm kind of like... Yeah. Oh, we... <laughs> that's stuck. strategic. We purposely called it generic. Like, we knew this was coming. Right. See, yeah. you're much smarter than me. <laughs> <laughs> now I have to cook up all these other radios and... Uh, yeah, right, right. People already have a head start. <laughs> so, but anyhow, so yeah, so cool. So if anybody out there has any connection to any of... You know, like you said, there's a ton of ideas. I mean, give these guys what? Where can they con- Like, what's a good email for somebody to contact you if they have a question or comment or uh, thought? Contact at Trail Genius goes to both of us. So that's and you can get that off our our website. We have a form you can fill out to send us a message and all the usual social media avenues or. Okay, cool. Uh, I'll link all that in the show notes too. So if anybody has any questions, otherwise you can just Google Trail Genius. Um, and I wanted to give people an, uh, a direct website, too. So you go to trailgenius.com backslash maps, and that will take you right to the map, uh, a good map page. It shows you some little, um, what do you call those, buttons, I don't know. You can click on there. There's oh, like pins on the Pins, yeah. Yeah. The menu on the left-hand side, pretty easy to use, pretty easy site to navigate. So definitely go check that out. And trailgenius forward slash maps. Oh, yes. Forward slash, back slash. I just say slash. Yeah. I don't know. Does it yeah, matter? Yeah, it's just slash. Yeah. Three or four slashes. Just right. get a couple of them in there. It'll get you there. Yeah. 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 If it doesn't, just Google it anyway. <laughs> um, but, uh, just be, what's that? I was going to say, because you, Ben, now all our all our hits on our site's going to drop off because everybody's putting the wrong slash in. Thanks, yeah. man. So, 404 errors everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. The whole I, thing. I get yeah. people on to destroy them. Yeah, right. That's right. <laughs> I had no idea. This is crazy. You guys had no idea. I said I was dumb for starting this. I'm just destroying people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so cool. Thank you guys for for taking the time to do this. I appreciate it. And uh, oh, thanks on. for ha- having us. I just want, is this like SNL where where you have a this Hall of Fame of who's been on more? Because if you keep Chris and I on together from now on, I'll always be on one more time than him. Yes. Right. Jay, yeah, I'm a okay, and Jay's a two-timer. This yes. is just, we're gonna yes. have to have a show with just me, Ben. I'm gonna, I'm gonna insist. I'll get two more memberships. How's that? Two more memberships. <laughs> gonna get my own show with you, right? How's that? <laughs> That's fine. Uh, That's fine. Start the bidding. We can, we can start your uh, power sports radio, right? Yeah, yeah. like genius <laughs> site and all that stuff. But, Trail yeah. Genius ignited. We are, we already have it. Oh, jeez. Yep. Yeah. There's a Facebook page for it too. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, it needs more love because we, you know, we're we're spread a little thin, but it's there. Huh? Interesting. All right, cool. So, listeners, there you go. There's the future. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, cool. That'll do it, guys. I appreciate, like I said, appreciate the time. And listeners, if you have any questions, again, you can shoot me an email. It's Ben at MountainBikeRadio.com. Otherwise. Thanks for listening, and that'll do it for another episode of Inside Mountain Bike Radio.